Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of They Walk Among Us a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. Listener caution is advised, as this episode contains adult themes and descriptions that some listeners may find distressing. Peter Morgan, a wealthy Welsh businessman and multi-millionaire in his early 50s, had recently separated from his wife. He was looking to start a new life with his young girlfriend. This new beginning would come to an untimely end when the body of one of the couple would be found next to a saw in a workshop at the home of Peter's soon-to-be ex-wife. Peter Morgan was a highly successful property developer from Cuslenen near Abergavenny. Born in the early 60s, he was the eldest of three siblings and his father David had run a successful agricultural business which manufactured and erected farm buildings. The family firm employed around 120 people. David had a supportive upbringing by his family. He attended Carleen Comprehensive. While he didn't enjoy his time at school and left with no qualifications, at 16 he began working for the family business and during December 1984, in his early 20s, Peter met his future wife, Helen. The couple married in 1992, their first daughter was born in 94, and their second followed three years later. Uncomfortable with the amount of teamwork required at the family firm, Peter left the business, and along with his wife, Helen, the couple began further agricultural endeavours, building poultry sheds. They sold the successful business and turned their attentions to property renovation, 
which generated a substantial income. One such property was a windmill in Monmouthshire, was said to have made £4,000 a week in rent. Business was booming, but all was not well in their marriage, as Peter was becoming bored. In 2011, he decided to go to a lap dancing club in Cheltenham, before being shown by a friend the ease with which he could buy sex online. Paying £130 an hour for the services of a sex worker, Peter met an escort in Cardiff Bay, but saw it as more of a business transaction. He even shook her hand when he left. After that, Peter would pay for sex once a month, always ensuring he was with a different woman. He had one marital transgression in the past, when he purchased time with a woman while in Amsterdam during a business trip to a poultry fair. Eventually, he would go on to meet an escort in her early 20s called Georgina Simmons on May 8, 2012, at 2.15pm in Newport, Wales. The mother of one, born in the early 90s, was brought up in Newport, attending Bayslag School in the western side of the city. Georgina had worked in a call centre as a burlesque dancer and as a trained beautician before deciding to try and find work as an escort. At 17, she had met Peter Dean and the couple became an item. Only a year later, she had cosmetic surgery to increase the size of her breasts and then she found work in a lap dancing club. Georgina soon fell pregnant and gave birth to a daughter. Despite her partner being unhappy with the situation, Georgina went on to work as an escort using the name Hannah James and the couple agreed to have an open relationship. It was her time working as an escort that Georgina met Peter Morgan. The pair would meet frequently and Peter eventually paid Georgina £1,000 to come back with him to the Morgan family home while his wife was on holiday. This was the start of the unconventional arrangement which would see Peter remain married but still paying to sleep with Georgina. Both his wife and family were completely unaware of Peter's proclivity to use sex workers. At the time, Georgina remained in an open relationship with Peter Dean. It wouldn't be until Valentine's Day in 2013 when Peter Morgan's wife discovered that he had sent flowers to another woman. By 2015, his marriage of over 20 years was effectively over and he was paying Georgina to be his own personal escort ensuring that she wouldn't see other clients. Peter's family and business associates were unaware of how the new couple had met. Georgina's monthly payment started at £10,000 and Peter would shower her with gifts, which included stays in expensive hotels and spas, along with liposuction, horse riding, payments for a BMW car and helicopter rides from Pencoid Castle, a property he owned. Peter moved out of the family home and into a converted barn in Athlenon. But tragedy struck in March 2015 when Georgina's father took his own life. She struggled to come to terms with his death and by August of that year, Peter had offered her the opportunity to live rent-free in a bungalow on the grounds of Pencoid Castle. With her rent now covered, the monthly payments for her services were decreased to £7,000 and she split from her boyfriend Peter Dean, the father of her daughter. Georgina and her friends often referred to Peter Morgan as Rich Pete and Peter Dean as Poor Pete when discussing the pair. Georgina's life was struck another tragic blow when in November her ex-boyfriend also committed suicide. In a row with Peter Dean, 
Georgina reportedly said, why don't you do everyone a favour and hang yourself? He was found hanging from a tree shortly after their argument. Unable to deal with the loss of two people in her life to suicide, Georgina turned to drink and drugs, and it's reported she even attempted to take her own life by cutting her wrists. She had already been struggling with the loss of her father, and now with the loss of her ex-boyfriend, she blamed it on Peter Morgan, telling him she wished he had killed himself instead. Georgina lashed out, and she was increasingly rude and insulting towards Peter, but this seemed to only bring him closer. She became paranoid and accused him of speaking to social services about her daughter, although no such reports or complaints exist. As the months rolled by, with Georgina's drug use increasing, she would eventually end up in hospital. Whilst there, Peter tried to tell her to speak to a doctor to get help. Shortly after this event, social services learned of Georgina's difficulties and arranged an interview with her on January 5th, 2016. Upset that they were now involved, and with an impending interview, Georgina vented her anger at Peter over Christmas and the New Year. The interview came and went, and Georgina told Peter that there was a very real prospect that her daughter was going to be taken away, and it was all his fault. Less than a week later, one of them disappeared. Georgina Simmons was first reported missing on January 12, 2016, when she failed to pick up her five-year-old daughter from school that afternoon. Alexi Butcher, a close friend of Georgina's, was becoming worried as the two had spoken earlier in the day and were due to meet later that afternoon. Both Deborah Simmons, Georgina's mother, and Alexi contacted Peter Morgan to see if he had heard from her, but he hadn't. Calls were made to Georgina's mobile phone, but there was no answer. Alexi Butcher and Peter Morgan searched the bungalow where Georgina lived, and also a nearby woods. When she was depressed, Georgina had apparently told Peter about a specific tree that she was going to hang herself from. Despite family members aiding in the search, there was no sign of the 25-year-old, so just after 8pm, the Gwent police were notified. Police spoke with David about Georgina's drug use and Deborah Simmons, Georgina's mother, confirmed she had spoken with Peter the morning of her daughter's disappearance. He had explained that Georgina had been drinking. Only a day later, it was reported across most major newspapers that after a tip-off, a body of a female was found at Beach Hill Farm in Usk, Monmouthshire at 5.30am on Wednesday, January 13th, 2016. This was the home of Peter's soon-to-be ex-wife and his two daughters. A police spokesperson told the press, On arrival, officers discovered the body of an adult female. The cause of death has yet to be established, and this will be determined following a post-mortem. The family of the deceased are being supported by family liaison officers. Detective Chief Inspector Roger Forty also said, This is a tragic incident and our thoughts are with the family of the deceased at this very difficult time. Our investigation will establish exactly what happened, and additional patrols will be taking place in the area in the coming days to provide local residents with confidence and reassurance. The following day, it was announced that Peter Morgan had been arrested and charged with Georgina Simmons' murder, which was believed to have taken place on January 12th. 
but why would Peter Morgan kill the woman he wanted to begin a new life with? In a preliminary hearing, Peter Morgan, wearing a grey t-shirt and grey tracksuit, was brought before Newport Magistrates Court on Friday, January 15th, and would remain in custody until a coroner's hearing that week. During the brief hearing at Gwent Coroner's Court in Newport, Coroner David Boehm confirmed that Georgina Simmons died of continual ligature pressure to the neck. Peter Morgan remained in custody for a further three months as authorities continued with their investigation. Towards the end of April 2016, Peter Morgan appeared before Cardiff Crown Court and entered his plea of not guilty. A trial was set for June 27th, but as the investigation progressed, due to the extensive amount of evidence collected, which included 70,000 pages of phone data, Cardiff Crown Court was told that the case would not be ready due to the sheer volume of evidence. Peter Morgan remained in custody and a new trial date was expected in October of that year. By October, it was announced that the trial into the murder of Georgina Simmons would finally take place on November 28, 2016. In a pre-trial hearing at Cardiff Crown Court, Peter Morgan appeared via video link from Cardiff Prison. He continued to protest his innocence. The court case began at the end of November and was expected to last three weeks. Although 54-year-old Peter Morgan admitted taking the life of Georgina Simmons, he pleaded not guilty to her murder because of diminished responsibility due to Asperger's syndrome. During the opening statements, the court was told that Peter Morgan killed Georgina Simmons after hearing a phone conversation on January 10th at 10.25pm between her and Tom Bollinger, a love interest. She was going to leave Peter Morgan once the pair were married and he had signed over his bungalow to her. Also at the time, Peter was under the belief that social services might very well be taking away Georgina's daughter. However, this wasn't the case as they didn't believe any further action was needed. It had in fact been Georgina's mother who had reported her concerns about her daughter. Peter had been beating himself up under the belief that he had caused this impending separation for a week, Georgina made Peter believe that he was responsible when she knew that social services were not going to take any further action. Peter had discovered this when he installed a listening device in the lounge of her home during November 2015 that he had disguised as a white plug adapter. Using his mobile phone, Peter called a number which directly patched him through to the listening device that operated using a SIM card and a microphone. He stored the number on his phone under the name Isabel and called it over 500 times since it had been installed. He would listen to Georgina's conversations in the bungalow for up to two hours at a time. On January 11th at 3.20am, Peter entered a list into his mobile phone which read string, poly, gloves, snip, handle, tape, special K, starter, rag and adapter. Just before 12pm he travelled to Beach Hill Farm to collect a metal pole, plastic sheeting and some twine which he tied in loops so it would be secured to his wrist when he strangled Georgina. He arranged for a bath and a quad bike for Georgina's daughter to be delivered to the bungalow on January 12th so he had an excuse to be there as he knew he wouldn't be welcome. He also took some jewellery, 
£400 in cash and a safe for Georgina to reinforce a reason for his visit. Peter arrived at the bungalow around 10am and found Georgina on the phone to her friend Alexi Butcher. He overheard Georgina say she would be meeting her friend at 4pm after she had picked up her daughter from school. Peter passed her the jewellery he had brought with him and explained the details of the insurance document which promised Georgina £1 million in the event of his death. He took the £400 out of his pocket, which also contained the twine, and placed it on the arm of the sofa. Georgina barely responded, so he asked about her daughter. Georgina said it was all his fault that social services had got involved. If they took her away, she would kill herself. Upset that Georgina dismissed his gesture regarding the life insurance policy, Peter placed a loop of orange twine around his left wrist before taking Georgina by surprise from behind. He wrapped the rest of the twine around her neck. His plan to murder Georgina was more difficult than he had thought, and she fought back, but she was overcome. Peter covered her face with a towel so as to not look at her. Peter then made his way to the car outside and fetched the plastic sheeting, twine, duct tape and iron bar. He wrapped her body in plastic, tied it up and transported it to the car outside. He returned to the house and packed some of her things and the listening device into a black bin bag and also put that in the car. He placed her mobile phone in his pocket but forgot to switch it off. Again returning to the bungalow, he tied it up fed Georgina's three Jack Russells, did the washing up, put out the rubbish and waited for the bath and quad bike to be delivered. When on-site workmen arrived with the deliveries, Peter helped them bring the bath into the house and they put the quad bike in the garage. Peter left the bungalow and got into his car. He travelled to Beach Hill Farm near Usk, where his soon-to-be ex-wife and daughters were living. He arrived at the property at 11.57am and a few minutes later, along with the black bin bag of her belongings, put Georgina's body by an electric saw in an outhouse that had been used as a workshop. He left at 12.09pm to get on with his day, in the hope he wouldn't be detected. It wouldn't be until later, when no one came to pick up Georgina's daughter from school, the alarm was raised, and Peter even pretended to assist in helping look for her. When he was questioned by police... Peter was told that Georgina was being treated as a high-risk missing person. Authorities had tracked her mobile phone, which had pinged off a cell tower around 12pm on the day she was said to have disappeared, close to a location outside the farmhouse where his estranged wife lived. Footage was captured on an officer's body cam, and at first Peter explained that he didn't know where Georgina was. Where do we think she was going at 12 o'clock? Didn't say. She didn't say. She just, she just wanted me gone by 12. Shortly after Peter was questioned, he offered the opinion that perhaps Georgina had spent time at his wife's home to confront her, but after the police made an inquiry as to Helen Morgan's whereabouts, they discovered she was away on holiday. With this information being brought to light, Peter then admitted to police officers that he had in fact confiscated Georgina's phone to stop her from purchasing drugs. This admission raised a red flag as Peter had told Georgina's friend Alexi Butcher that he had attempted to contact Georgina via a mobile phone when the pair were looking for her. 
He told police that he called the phone despite it being in his possession as he needed to be seen to be making an effort to find her. Peter eventually handed over the device and was accompanied to Main D Police Station for further questioning. Early the next morning, just before 5am, he admitted to police that he killed Georgina Simmons and locked her body in an outhouse on Beach Hill Farm. He confirmed the murder when he calmly made the unsolicited comment, I can't take it, I need to tell you, I strangled her this morning. When asked if he needed a legal representative, Peter replied, No, I have done it, so there is no point. He went on to say if Georgina promised not to go through with her plan to blackmail him, he would not have killed her. But once Peter started to strangle her, he couldn't stop. I do. I, I had the intention to kill her, didn't I? I didn't I? Okay. But so if, if, she, if she'd have been worried and said, oh no, I, I, I won't do it, and all, I'd have been okay with it. But then she thought, oh. mm. Yeah, the trouble was, once I, once I sort of attempted to murder her, I'd been in a hell of a lot of trouble for that, and she could have still gone on and blackmailed me, couldn't she? As the interview progressed, Peter spoke to Detective Constable Virginia Davis and said, It was obviously premeditated. Perhaps I'm masking the fact that I did want to kill her, but I can't see why deep down I would have wanted that. I gave up everything for her, gave up a 22-year marriage for her and half my companies and properties to my wife to be with her. She was my life really, we just got on really well. Up until the middle of November, it was perfect. When a former partner took his own life in 2015, Peter explained that Georgina began drinking and sniffing cocaine, blaming him, and he said he was unable to do anything to snap her out of it, as he was on eggshells. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. After telling police that he had killed Georgina, officers arrived at Beach Hill Farm and entered the workshop. They spotted the plastic sheets, and upon making an incision in the material, they noticed human feet. A black bin bag was also discovered, which contained Georgina's keys, some shoes, and what appeared to be a simple plug adapter. However, police would later discover its true purpose, and Peter explained that he first installed it to monitor Georgina's substance abuse. The ligature used in the attack was still around Georgina's neck when her body was found. CCTV footage was recovered which showed Peter carrying the body of his girlfriend from his car to the workshop. At the start of the trial, William Hughes QC working on behalf of the prosecution said of Peter Morgan, in post-arrest interviews he said he made a ligature from twine at his workshop. He knotted both ends and used the homemade ligature to kill Georgina. He went to a home address to kill her and he took duct tape, plastic sheeting to wrap her body and a metal pole to lift and assist him in carrying her body. That metal pole fitted perfectly inside the boot of his Porsche Cayenne motor vehicle. During questioning by police in relation to the CCTV footage, Peter stated, That is me, and that is what I've done. It is not going to make one iota of difference. Everything that I've told you that I've done, I've done. Nobody else helped me, nobody else was involved. It was all my own doing. Anybody else's fingerprints or DNA is there by accident. During the second day of the trial, it was revealed by Georgina's mother, Deborah Simmons, that her daughter knew everything about Peter Morgan and planned to blackmail him. Georgina had highly explicit photographs of Peter and planned to use these photos to extort money from him as his family and business associates weren't aware of Georgina's background. When questioned by Defence Counsel Patrick Harrington QC why Georgina was blackmailing Peter Morgan, Deborah Simmons explained her daughter was doing it because she was grieving and he did not seem to care. She said she was doing things to make him upset. That is what she said she was doing it for. She was trying to hurt him. She wanted him to have a bit of pain. Under further cross-examination by Patrick Harrington, Deborah Simmons added that she was not concerned about Georgina's relationship with Peter as he was a lovely man and provided a calmer, better atmosphere than her previous relationship. Peter Morgan had been prepared to sign over the bungalow at Pencoid Castle to her and had even set up a life insurance policy worth £1 million if he died. The court was told that during the wake for Georgina's ex-boyfriend, she met married man Tom Ballinger. The two began having sex after they'd been texting back and forth for a few days. Tom Ballinger addressed the court and told the jury of eight men and four women that Georgina was going to finish with Peter Morgan. He said she was going to go back to work as an escort. She said quite clearly she was going to leave him after he gave her the bungalow. Tom Ballinger couldn't remember exactly what was said during their phone call on January 10th, 2016, in which Peter Morgan was listening but addressed the jury and told them that at a party on New Year's Eve, Georgina Simmons told him, I love a dead man. 
Alexi Butcher, a friend of Georgina's, took to the stand and explained that after a phone conversation with her at 9.50am on the day Georgina died, they agreed to meet up that afternoon, but when Georgina didn't turn up, she was surprised and worried. Along with friends and family, they searched for Georgina without much success before Alexi contacted the police at 8.15pm. Alexi Butcher also explained that Georgina was only with Peter Morgan for his money. She told the court about Georgina's problems after her ex-boyfriend died and said Peter Morgan was helping her with her grief as much as he could, but she blamed him. She wasn't very nice to him. The following day, the court was shown footage of Peter Morgan's initial interview with police in which he confesses to the murder of Georgina Simmons. In the interview, he said, I can't take it. I have to tell you. I strangled her this morning. I loved her so much. I just want to tell you the truth about what happened. I thought, if I can't sort it out, I'm going to kill her. I don't know why I thought that. I honestly don't know what made me do it. I got a piece of plastic from my house and some string, and I wanted her to stop blaming me. He went on to explain that he didn't really know what he was doing and just wanted to frighten her. He said, I arrived and we sorted a few bits out and I told her we need to sort out where we're going. She started blaming me again and saying it was my fault. I put the cord around her neck and strangled her. After Peter Morgan explained to detectives that he put Georgina's body in the back of his Porsche SUV, he went on to say, The worrying thing is, I didn't feel any guilt at the time. Workmen who spotted Peter Morgan after he took Georgina's life explained that he was making jokes and teasing them for not doing any work. On December 2nd, the court was told that Peter Morgan was in the middle of divorce proceedings, splitting his £20 million fortune with his wife to be with Georgina Simmons. In an interview while Peter was in custody, he said that Georgina suffered from bipolar disorder and was suffering anxiety after the death of her ex-boyfriend. He told detectives that on one occasion he found her in the bath after she had attempted to cut her wrists. He said, She was under the water and I pulled her out. After the death of her ex, she was taking drugs and drinking regularly. She was blaming me for his death. She was making me feel guilty and saying it was all my fault. I wasn't plotting this for days or weeks. It definitely was not a case of me wanting her dead. I don't know why I wanted to kill her. Further footage of Peter Morgan being interviewed by detectives was played to the jury. Explaining that he had access to overhear Georgina whenever he wanted, he said, I listened to her several times a day through a listening device. It was disguised as an adapter. I put it in her lounge. She was on the phone to someone and said as soon as the bungalow was put in her name, she was going to London and start escorting again and would do me over. She said she wished I killed myself so she'd get the bungalow to herself. Some of the thousands of text messages sent between the two were also presented to the court. In one exchange, Georgina wrote, Feeling down, need cheering up. Peter replied, No problem, hun. Georgina responded, I don't want lots, just to be treated. Don't forget to give me my dollar today. During the second week of the trial, the court heard from a mental disorder expert, a clinical psychologist and a consultant forensic psychiatrist. 
The first to address the call was Dr. Ajat Sanikop, an expert in mental disorders who was acting on behalf of the prosecution. He'd interviewed Peter Morgan after he took the life of Georgina Simmons. The doctor explained that Peter began using escort services in 2011 after he was shown how to use his iPhone for various tasks. Dr. Sanikop said, He met Georgina a year later, but he continued to use escort services. She had no major objections to him seeing other escorts. Then in April 2015, his marriage broke down when his wife, Helen, came to be aware about him bringing escorts to the marital home. I think it was quite clear that Georgina was with him because of the money and the lifestyle it gave her. He was quite aware that as long as he paid her, she would stay with him, and if he stopped, she wouldn't. He described it as a relationship, but it's difficult to classify it as one. The court also heard from Professor Simon Baron-Cohen, Director at the Autism Research Centre at Cambridge University, who spoke on behalf of the defence. The professor, with 30 years of experience in the field of autism, explained that Peter Morgan likely had Asperger's syndrome, which impaired his decision-making when dealing with Georgina. However, he also believed that Peter had learnt some traits linked to empathy, something that people with autism can struggle with. The court was told that Georgina looked to blackmail Peter with some highly explicit material of him, and Professor Simon Baron Cohen said, Peter felt he had to stop and frighten her. He felt quite trapped and wanted to protect his children at all costs. Dr. Ajat Sanikop previously provided evidence that Peter Morgan had shown no signs of autism due to his ability to become a successful business manager who had clear speech and good eye contact. Professor Simon Baron-Cohen said, Dr. Sanikop made a number of comments about the signs of Asperger's, which were actually common myths. Maybe he doesn't have a lot of clinical experience of diagnosing people with Asperger's. He went on to add, The autistic way of thinking does not necessarily lead to the behaviour that we are looking at. Dr. Philip Joseph, a consultant forensic psychiatrist, also addressed the court and went on to detail his conversations with Peter Morgan. Dr. Joseph explained that Peter was struggling with Georgina's suicide threats and drug use and was concerned and wanted her to see a doctor. Mr. Morgan wanted to engineer a situation where he would gain back control, the doctor said. He went on to say, Peter did think about giving her antifreeze over Christmas so she would go to hospital and doctors could help her with her drug problem. Georgina Simmons did in fact end up in hospital due to her drug use, however this wasn't believed to be linked to the actions of Peter Morgan. On December 8th, 2016, Peter took to the stand. He told the court that when he started seeing escorts, he was having a midlife crisis and that nothing lasts forever. After visiting a number of sex workers, Peter told the jury that Georgina was the first escort he saw more than once. He said, I don't know what it was, I just seemed to get on with her. It was the first time I went back to see one. I had no intention of seeing someone more than once until I met her. I liked her and it was nice and local. I loved her. I just felt different about her to anyone else. It was a funny relationship. It was never going to be normal by anyone's standards. I knew she didn't love me. I always said that if the money stopped, she'd be gone, but she loved the lifestyle and what we did. She was like a best friend to me. I'd never had that sort of relationship before where we did things together. 
Peter went on to detail how he'd met Georgina and how they'd arrived at the financial arrangements they'd agreed upon. According to Peter, Georgina was upset about him seeing other escorts, so he agreed to pay her £7,000 to see her exclusively five days a week. He said that would cover what she needed. She'd be able not to work. It was a lot of money. I was happy with that agreement because it made her happy. The court was again reminded that a professional assessment described Peter Morgan as being on the autistic spectrum. This was something he agreed with and said, It explains a lot. People used to say I think differently. I think in black and white. It has to be one way or the other. People who have Asperger's syndrome experience difficulty with social communication and interaction. While it appears to affect men more than women, it can affect people to varying degrees. Often people with an autistic spectrum disorder, which includes Asperger's, have average or above average intelligence, however struggle to understand sarcasm or vagueness, and may seem insensitive as they can't recognise others' emotions. Sensitivity to sounds, smells or temperature can also be prevalent, along with repetitive behaviour. Someone with ASD is far more likely to be a victim of a crime than a perpetrator. At the start of the third week of the trial, Peter again took to the stand. He told the court that Georgina had obtained £70,000 from a former client called Lovely Allen and detailed how Georgina had told him about her plans to blackmail some of her former clients. He explained how devastated he was when learning that Georgina was looking to do the same to him with the sexually explicit pictures she had. He said, They're just photos of me and her, me and her and other girls, and me and other girls. I wasn't sure what photos she had. A lot of people would see them as particularly bad, but it was the context they were taking in. Quite a few were in the family home. When describing the attack, he explained to the jury that he just wanted to scare Georgina. He said, I realised it was going to be blackmail and there was no way I was going to be blackmailed. The only way I could think of stopping it was to frighten her. I did it again for a bit longer. After the second time, she said, you're going to pay for this. That's when I killed her. When cross-examined by William Hughes QC, the prosecutor queried, you have tied knots in the ligature. It has been prepared to give you optimum control when you placed it around Georgina's neck. Peter Morgan replied, yes, it was to allow me to have my hands free. Putting a ligature around her neck gave you all the control and her none of it, said William Hughes. In reference to the blackmail, Peter Morgan retorted, she did have control, all she had to do was say she wasn't going to do it. It was to get her to realise that I still cared for her and that I was still there for her. Peter only started to panic when Georgina's mother called later in the day asking if he knew where her daughter was. After killing Georgina and cleaning the bungalow, Peter got on with his day, visiting a bank, going shopping, visiting a building site and arranging a trip abroad to go skiing. After all the evidence had been presented, the judge, Mr Justice Neil Garnham, commenced his summary of the case. He stated, On January 12th, Peter Morgan strangled Georgina Simmons. That crucial fact is undisputed. There is only one witness to the killing, and that is the defendant himself. 
his account has remained consistent throughout. The judge reminded the jury that they could find Peter Morgan guilty of either manslaughter or murder. On December 19th, the jury of 11, after one juror had to be discharged due to illness, retired to consider his verdict. After the four-week trial and 17 hours of deliberation, the jury had reached a unanimous decision. On December 21st, 2016, Peter Morgan was found guilty of the murder of Georgina Simmons. The following statements were read by police outside the courtroom. This is a tragic case that has resulted in the death of Georgina. The actions of Peter Morgan were calculated and he committed the act without emotion. Hopefully this conviction will bring some closure to the family in terms of the criminal justice process. But we are in no doubt that Georgina's family and friends will continue to mourn and grieve for the rest of their lives. Our condolences remain with those who have suffered her loss. Peter Morgan committed a cold, calculated and violent crime. His very deliberate actions resulted in a young mother losing her life. His relationship with Georgina had become an obsession for him, which ultimately led to the events of January the 12th. The actions he took the day before clearly demonstrated his intentions and his preparation for the crime was careful and meticulous. The decision the jury arrived at today brings Peter Morgan to justice for what he did to Georgina. The prosecution team dealing with this case have worked hard throughout the year to bring this case to court and I would like to thank the family and friends of Georgina for their continued support throughout the prosecution process. Whilst today's outcome cannot take away the hurt and loss felt by them, we hope that Peter Morgan's conviction may at least be of some comfort to them as they move forward with their lives. A statement from Georgina's mother was also read by a police spokesperson. The death of my daughter Georgina Simmons has been a devastating tragedy for the whole of our family. Her beautiful daughter has been left without a mum. Georgina has left a hole in our lives that will never be repaired. All of our happy memories will be kept forever in our hearts. We respect the decision of the jury and the sentence has been handed to Peter Morgan, but this will never compensate for our loss. We would now like to be left to grieve as a family in privacy. We would like to express our sincere thanks to Gwent Police who have been excellent throughout our ordeal. As Judge Justice Garnham handed down his sentence, he said, Peter Morgan, you have been convicted of the murder by strangulation of Georgina Simmons. That murder of a woman you said you loved was carefully planned and calmly executed. It ended the life of a young woman who, whatever her faults, was very greatly loved by her family and friends. You killed her out of cold anger at what you discovered she had done and out of fear of what she might do in the future. Weighing up the aggravating and mitigating factors, the judge went on to say, I accept the submissions of Mr Harrington that the abuse you received was vicious, persistent and extreme. I accept that the blackmail threatened by Miss Simmons was both gross and an appalling abuse of trust. Asking Peter Morgan to stand up, the judge said, For the murder of Georgina Simmons, you will go to prison for life and you will serve a minimum of 25 years. So where are we now? During October 2017, Peter Morgan appealed his sentence. Acting on his behalf, Edward Fitzgerald QC said that Peter's 25-year sentence was excessive and he disputed the level of seriousness of the murder. A decision for the appeal was made in March 2018. 
along with Mrs Justice Whipple and Sir Nicholas Blake. Lady Justice Hallett said the judges accepted there had been a background of severe provocation and that he had been seriously mistreated and blackmailed. However, they concluded Peter Morgan put meticulous plans in place so as to escape the consequences of his actions. He didn't waver until it was too late. Lady Justice Hallett went on to say, We are not persuaded that the sentence was in any way wrong in principle or manifestly excessive. He deprived a mother of her daughter, a brother of his sister, and a daughter of her only parent. This was a cold-blooded plan to murder and conceal the body. Peter Morgan's appeal was denied. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. For more information, please visit theywalkamonguspodcast.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Michael, host of the Murder Mile True Crime Podcast, which was nominated as one of the best British true crime podcasts of 2018, is based on my five-star rated guided walk, and features more than 300 untold, unsolved, and long-forgotten murders, all set within one square mile of London's West End. So if you love hearing about new cases for the first time, old cases through a fresh pair of ears, and classic cases with a twist, all researched using the original declassified police investigation files, written using first-hand accounts, and recorded using authentic sounds from the murder location itself, then Murder Mile is just for you. Download the Murder Mile True Crime Podcast on iTunes, Acast, or your favourite podcast platform every Thursday. Thank you for listening, and stay safe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.